0: Welcome to the Kingdom Life San Antonio podcast. For more information about Kingdom Life San Antonio, check out kingdomlifesa.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Here's today's message.
1: Thank y'all. Y'all are so spread out. Y'all don't want to just like come sit down here. I feel like y'all should just sit closer. I love you guys so much. Do I tell y'all that? I really do. I love you too. I really do. I just, my heart, when I get up here and I just see your faces, my heart just like feels so overwhelmed for each single one of you. And I just can even feel the heart and the kindness and the compassion of the Father just right now, very strongly, just as I stood up here. And Anna has already preached my message, so we can all go home now. <laughs> and, and they sang my message, actually, everything that I want to talk about Um, Tonight, we are going to do an encounter at the end. I'm not going to talk nearly as long, (laughs) I don't think, as I usually do. I'm just going to talk a little bit and set up. We're going to do what we were already doing up here and and go into an encounter of just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And I'm going to share a couple of prophetic words that I feel like the Lord is saying right now through some encounters and a dream that I had. And when I I woke up in the middle of the night, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, One of the things that I think is really important right now, and I'm going to pray for y'all in just a second, is um, because of everything that we've been through since last January, I don't know that we realize how um, stirred up our souls are. Our soul gets, when our soul gets super stirred up and we begin to just live out of our soul, just like a muscle, that soul realm is getting super strong and we're meant to live out of our spirit. And the soul is engaging and interfacing with the earthly realm, and my spirit is engaging with the heavenly realm. And when we live in this constant state of stress and anxiety, like how, how many have felt that? You got to be dead if you haven't. <laughs> Listen, you get up here and preach. If you've not felt any stress or anxiety in the last year, get up here. Because when we constantly are exposed to that heightened stress and anxiety, our central nervous system stays in that fight-or-flight survival mode. And we have biochemicals that are attached to our emotions and that they release things in our body that causes us to begin to really break down. And so the way that we are able to not be living in constant reaction to the noise. And I feel like that's partly what happens is when we're living from fear or stress or anxiety, we're just constantly reacting to the noise that's out there. And there's a lot of noise out there. Instead of a heart's response to a loving father and his kindness and his compassion and being able to pour out onto a world that desperately needs hope, So we want our spirits to grow and be prominent over our soul. And so right now I do, I just want all of you, first of all, just like shake it off. If you feel anything weird, anything you brought in, any, I don't know, shake it off, shake it off. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's so weird. I swear, sometimes when I hear myself on tape, I'm like, I am the biggest spaz that has ever lived. (laughs) Why did they even listen to me? So I just want you to just, just shake it off. I want you to close your eyes. I just want you to take a big, deep breath and just breathe in his presence. You know, he is on your breath. He literally is as close as the air we breathe. He's as close as your skin. There's no separation. You could never be separate from him. So we just breathe you in. We breathe you in, God, and we breathe you out. We just put aside every distraction, anything that we might have, just any worry, any anxiety, any stressors. We just put all of that aside. And right now, I just bless your spirit to rise up strong on the inside of you. I just declare over you that your spirit is the eternal seat of rest that Yahweh sits on. Your spirit is housing God The creator of the universe, uncreated substance, lives inside of you. And so we just breathe that in right now. And I just want to tell you that I see your spirits rising up strong now on the inside and taking a prominent position, a prominent role over your soul. And I just tell your soul to settle down. Soul, tell your soul, settle down. Be calm, be quiet, be still, and listen to the voice of your Father. So Jesus, here we are, and we consider it such a privilege to sit together and recline at the table with you, and we lean back upon you, Jesus, so close that we can hear your heartbeat. We can feel your breath. We're in tune and we're in sync. We're recalibrating with your heart, with what you're saying, with what you're doing. And what a privilege just to get to sit together at your feet and adore you. And we just tell you, Jesus, that we do. We adore you. We worship you. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, one of the things that I I just... I feel like we need to know is that Jesus, Jesus himself is wrapping up history according to the counsel of his will. No matter what it looks like, Jesus is wrapping up history according to the counsel of his will. He is using and working all things together for our good and for his glory. And no matter how negative the news is, and it depends, and depending on how we're doing is what I'm looking at and what I'm listening to is determining the emotional state that I'm staying in. And I just want to recalibrate us. And this is what the Lord has been speaking to me is that the remnant, the bride, she is being built up, prepared, and she is making herself ready in this season. And God is bringing the kingdom realm to the forefront. And it will not be church as usual anymore. The, whole, the days of just the institutionalized and structured church and that we go somewhere to have an encounter with God is not the way that God designed it. God has always had plan A. Plan A has always been the kingdom of God advancing, the kingdom realm of the beloved Son of God bursting forth out of the inside of us. Because the, that realm inside of you that's bursting to get out is God himself that is drawing all people to himself. And so we're not to look to structures and institutions. So he is bringing forth a bride with a pure sound where there's no mixture. And we get to be prepared and we sang it, we're getting ready, we're getting ready. We prepare by sitting at his feet and beholding him. We have to get our eyes off of man and put them back on Jesus The problem with so so many of the voices out there, and depending on if it's media or social media, whatever it is, is that we have just shifted our gaze a little bit, even if it's the prophetic voices out there. And I know that there's a lot of disappointment, but our gaze has shifted and we're looking to a man and Jesus saying, won't you come back over here and lock eyes with me? I believe that we're in the season where we're going to begin to see massive shifts in systems and in structures and in cultures. And we can't, we don't overlay the kingdom on top of a system that already exists in the world. We don't just overlay, we don't Christianize a worldly system. We don't like put a Christian fish on it. We don't hang a cross around its neck and now call it Christian. (laughs) Those are faulty foundations. Jesus wants to take everything back down to the rock-bottom identity of Christ as King, and He is sovereign Lord of all, and He will have His way. So we can't demand that this system right here be the thing that God moves from. God has always been moving through his bride. Mature sons and daughters of God rising up strong on the inside and shining brightly with the glory of God. I had a friend in Austin, and I love her. She got radically saved, and her husband, I can't remember where he was from, but um, they had this big, whole, huge house in Austin with beautiful art and beautiful things, and they had huge Buddhas, Buddha statues, (laughs) all over the house and she gets radically saved and she's felt super convicted like she shouldn't have Buddha statues in her house anymore but her husband would not have it and they were super expensive. And um, so she just went around and hung giant crosses on all the Buddha's necks. (laughs) So you'd walk in and you'd see these huge Buddha's and they had these huge crosses around their neck. And I feel like in some ways that's what we're doing. You know? And that's a real cheap substitute for the real thing is he is glorious, and he is a glorious bride without spot, without wrinkle, without flaw. And all of the world is going to look to her because she is an equal counterpart to him. It's a bride that looks just like him. And my heart is grieved because a lot of the voices that I'm listening to out there, coming from some Christian circles even, don't really sound like the Father's voice. The kindness and the compassion and the beauty and the glory of Jesus that's pointing to Jesus. If there's ever any signs, if there's ever any signals, if there are ever any words, they always point to Jesus. He is lifted up and draws all men to himself, not to another man or another system. Are you all with me? I'm telling you, he wants to birth an entirely new creation. You are a new creation being, and new creation creates. So we're birthing something here. And I had an encounter where I woke up, um, it's about three weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I heard a conversation in heaven. And years ago, I would ask the Lord, why do I hear so much more? And I get more revelation at night than I do in the daytime. And he said, it's because in the daytime, your soul is so stirred up that you can't hear as well, but your spirit is always awake and alert and attentive to me so I can speak to you easily at night. So I know that I hear his voice at night. I know that I have dreams. I know that I have visions, but this was a conversation. And I woke up and I could hear resounding voices saying, the glory of God is about to be poured out. The glory of God is about to be poured out. The glory of God is about to be poured out. It was angelic beings echoing and crying this out. And they said, is there a container big enough to contain it? And there was a resounding, no, because the earth itself is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as waters cover the sea. He is about to pour something out over you that you will not believe. And he who has eyes to see and he who has ears to hear will receive Everything that he's pouring out. And I believe tonight when we have this encounter, I believe that some of you are going to be so saturated with the presence of God. I am literally believing, Anna even said it, I am believing that some of you will be dripping with oil because oil is what he is offering us in this season, and we have to know where to get it. So when I heard that, I then I woke up, of course. I woke up and was a little bit like, whoa. And I heard the Lord say, The glory that's coming is coming through pure vessels, those who have been purified in the fire, who have allowed the refining to come. They have not sworn allegiance to false idols or given themselves to another. The refining that has been happening since last January has made vessels of honor, and you will see them rise in this hour. You may be surprised by who they are. The Lord says they are vessels of honor purified by fire. They will, ha- they will have and speak the accurate, sharp, prophetic word of the Lord. People will be drawn to them because they will see the glory of the Lord on them. And then I heard him say this verse, Isaiah 55, 5. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. The Lord has glorified you. You are the containers of glory. He is pouring forth glory from you. We are living stones being built up as a spiritual house that he might pour his glory through. Isaiah 60, verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the God, of the glory of God has risen above you, upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people, but the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and nations will come to the brightness of your rising. Y'all, Yo, we shouldn't be so free. Yes, we, it, it, it's dark. It's been dark for a long time. And when darkness is covering the earth, what's his solution? What is the answer? Light. Through who? Us. So nothing's changed for us. Our assignment is the same. We get to rise up. But I have got to take care of some things myself in order that I might rise. I have to learn how to take care of my own soul and my spirit so that I'm led by that. And that's what we're going to do tonight. Isaiah 66.1 says, Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me, and what is the place of my rest? You are. You are the place of his rest, your internal seat of rest where he sits, your union with him. And in verse 2, it says, this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. So the one that the Lord, when we're looking, when we're beholding him and looking at him, and the one that he is pouring himself out on, he says the humble, the ones that, the humble means to become low, to bow down, to humble oneself, and the fear of the Lord. So this call, this thing that he's doing, we have got to be willing to go low and to bow down and sit at the feet of Jesus and look at him and allow his gaze to pour out all of who he is into me. And as we adore him, our hearts, our soul is getting recalibrated, re-in-sync with his. So I'm not so easily shaken. I am not so freaked out. I actually know my call, and I get to go out there and rise and shine. So the encounter we're going to do in a little bit is about getting our spirits sensitized to him and being able to live from that posture of rest. I spent a lot of years thinking that I had to work really hard for God. He didn't tell me that, but somehow in our performance culture that we grew up in, it's just that I, ministry even, it was a lot of doing and not a whole lot of being, and I've spent the last years just really, and especially this year, my highest priority. And when he spoke to me, and nothing's changed for me. When he said it's a reset last January, he's been saying the same thing to me. This whole thing has been about getting still, being at rest, when we were locked in our homes, and listening to him, looking at him, and having some of that stuff break off so that I don't have to perform. In fact, when I try to perform, I've just moved myself out of that flow of grace again. He's just saying, Kelly, will you just come sit with me? Will you just come sit with me? He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So you're one spirit. You are co-mingled. It's like, I heard somebody say, it's like taking a cup of water and pouring a cup of water into the ocean. You could never get that cup of water back out of the ocean because it's completely commingled. That's how one you are. I want you to listen to this scripture, Ephesians 4:24. I can't remember if I put it up there. Maybe I did. But I want you to listen to it with your heart. So if you can't listen with your heart, then close your eyes. And I'll read it to you. Ephesians 4:24 says, well, I'm going to read 23. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. His nature is your nature now your new nature. It's his righteousness. It's his holiness. As you just embrace the glorious Christ within. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. It's all about him. You are perfectly perfect. You are rightly righteous. You are holy and you are blameless. Um, when I started talking to the Lord about what kind of, what message he wanted to give me, and this was just actually like last week, Um, and I cannot get away from this, and you've heard me say it now so many times that I'm almost like, well, they've already heard me say this, but this is what he is saying in this hour, is that this is the season for lingering. This is the season for lingering. Jesus is saying, will you just linger with me a little longer? And it's interesting, um, we had a guy visit from, I can't remember where he lives now, but he used to be out at Vacaville with Dano McCollum, and he's a really accurate prophet. In fact, Dano said that he thinks he's probably the most accurate word of knowledge prophet that he knows of, just super track record-wise. And he gave us an amazing word over this church. And we should actually play part of that word for you all sometime. But I just thought this was so interesting. And I started laughing when he started saying this part of the word. Because just that night during worship, I wanted to come up here because I could hear like the angelic realm saying, Come on, let's just linger a little longer. Let's just l- linger a little longer. And in part of the word, he said over kingdom life, he said, Angels, <coughs> I can't read my writing. He said, Yeah, angels have been sent here specifically to gather, and there is a grace on worship, and he is going to teach us how to linger. There are angels of lingering. I can see them now, and they're waiting, saying, please don't quit. They want to stay in. I heard that too that night when I wanted to say yes. The angels that linger will begin to visit the people in their homes, and they are not going to know what happened. We are going to get testimonies of miracle encounters in people's homes, and they are absolutely not going to know what hit them. Testimonies from children are going to come forth that are seeing these angels, young children. When the little children, they will go into an encounter, and even though they don't have the words for it, they're going to talk about Jesus, and they're going to tell you what the angels are doing. And he said that we will know that we have entered the season when people begin to linger by what the children and what they've encountered. (laughs) Is that not such a good word? So I'm telling y'all, the Lord is on this. I've actually heard a couple of other um, prophetic people talk about this now, but he is asking us, will you just linger with me a little longer? The angels are saying, will you linger? And you know what? We're not a people who actually like to linger. I'm not declaring that ever kingdom life. I'm just saying we're a very fast culture. We want everything very fast and we just want to do it. And if there's like an awkward pause, well, what do we do with this awkward pause? And this feels uncomfortable. And I am saying he's gonna teach us how to stay in the uncomfortable and push through the through the awkward. And oh, that's a little off-tune, or I'm not really sure what's happening right now, but he is saying, because he is worth it. If we will linger, if we will push through, if we will stay and sit at his feet through everything uncomfortable going on within me that wants to get up and run, if we will stay there, he's saying he's going to visit us. He's going to send angelic encounters to your home. Your children, the little children are going to have encounters. Miracle testimonies are going to come forth. I looked up the word linger and it means to stay in a place longer than necessary because of a reluctance to leave. Isn't that good? To stay in a place longer than necessary because of a reluctance to leave. And I am telling you, I want to get to the place where every single day I'm so reluctant to leave his presence. I want to be so fascinated with Jesus that I don't have time to be distracted by what the world offers or the enemy is doing. (laughs) He should so attract and fascinate me and dazzle me with his gaze that nothing else matters. And that's what lingering does. And we saw this um, in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus took, he knows he's going into the Garden of Gethsemane, which means oil press. So Jesus takes his three best friends into the garden to be captured, right? To be arrested. He knows that his hour has come. He goes into the garden with his three friends, and he's just basically saying them, saying to them, "Will you just sit with me here and watch and pray for a little while?" And what happens? They fall asleep, and Jesus is praying. Jesus is praying in such agony and in in Gethsemane being in the oil press. This was at such a time of pressing for him, the pressing and the pressure and the agony that when Jesus is praying, he is sweating drops of blood onto the ground and he's saying to his friends, can you just linger with me a little longer? And three times his, his friends fall asleep. This is Jesus, we're getting a picture of his humanity. This is Jesus in the garden and we're seeing his humanity and we are seeing his divinity. Jesus as fully man and fully God with his best friends lingering here in the garden of the oil press. And you know what comes out when you linger with Jesus in the oil press and the pressure of life and the pain and the battering that happens to you when you linger with him in this place, you get oil. You start dripping with oil. That's why he's asking us to linger a little bit longer. Will you sit with me here? Will you watch and pray? And three times, his friends fall asleep. And the last time he's like, well, come on, the time is here now. Let's go and meet my betrayer. This is where betrayal, he knows betrayal. Do you know betrayal? Jesus knows betrayal. When you want your heart to be healed up and you need brokenness and pain healed up inside of you because you've been betrayed, go linger with him a little longer in the garden of the oil press. Let him rub oil and balm on that place and on that wound so that you're not just attracting more stuff to yourself, but releasing forgiveness because he's paid it all. He knows. He's done it. So we can't be like those who fall asleep. Those who will not linger will sleep. Those who will not linger will sleep. We're hearing a lot about waking up right now, and sometimes I think it's funny because I'm like, What are they telling me to wake up to? I'm not really sure. Um, but when I look in the scripture, if you want to stay awake, if you want to be one who stays awake, then you'll sit with Him. You will be sitting with Him. Awakening, being awake, is abiding in Him. When we're talking about being awake, we're talking about being so alert and attentive to his voice like, the, like the, the virgins, the maidens. We don't want to be like the five foolish ones who they all heard the voice of the bridegroom. They all fell asleep. They all heard the voice of the bridegroom, but only five had the wisdom to keep their lamp burning. They knew how to keep their lamp burning and they carried extra oil because they knew that when they hear the bridegroom's voice, they're like, here I am, I've been waiting for you. When Jesus is saying, Abide with me and stay awake, don't fall asleep in this hour. Stay awake, watch and pray with me. He's talking about being awake to Him, being awake to who He is, being awake to His voice, not to how bad the world is, not to how dark everything is getting. And is it bad out there right now? Yes, it is. It's alarming, it's distressing. Or is there ungodly stuff happening? Absolutely. Has there been for 2,000 years? Absolutely. What is Jesus saying? Stay awake to me. Stay alert. Stay attentive. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Keep your eyes locked on me, locked up with me, because I'm going to show you where we're going. And those who have an ear to hear my voice, they'll be coming with me. They're not going to go to sleep. In fact, Jesus rebuked the disciples. Remember when Jesus, he tells them, He goes, You hypocrites. He goes, you know how to interpret, you can look out and interpret the signs of the times. You can go, well, okay, yeah, there's a cloud right there. I think it's going to rain. There's a south wind blowing in. I think it's going to get a little bit warmer. He's saying it's easy. Anybody, even without the Spirit of God, could discern the sign of the times. Anybody could look at what's going on in the world and see that. But he says, you're a hypocrite. Because you know how to read those signs, but you do not understand the significance of the spiritual moment you're in. And I am telling you that God is raising up a people that do not just read what's going on out there by looking in the natural realm. But they have gone up into the heavenlies. They're seated there with him, and they have got downloads of information from Holy Spirit because we understand the significance of the time we're living in, and we have the answer that I can have discernment and wisdom. Those are the people that are going to be rising and shining, and the world is going to look to you. So lingering costs you something, some time, money. But those who linger longer will be the ones carrying fresh oil, anointing oil it will literally stick to you. You will literally carry the fragrance of heaven. And Mary of Bethany knew this, right? Remember Beth- Mary who sat at Jesus' feet? Do you know that every time that we see Mary of Bethany in Scripture, we see her sitting at the feet of Jesus? It's like she couldn't help herself. She was just at the feet of Jesus all the time and wasn't distracted by her, like her sister Mary who's, you know, getting everything done and telling Jesus, tell her to help me. But Jesus said, she's chosen the one thing. She's chosen the one thing that's required. And every time the gospel is preached, that will be mentioned of her. And it is. We read it. That's incredible. Mary took the extravagant, costly oil, and she pours it upon Jesus' head and on his feet. And it says, and I think it's John 12, it says, the fragrance of the costly oil filled the house. So, when we sit at Jesus' feet in just a minute, which we're going to do, I am really expecting and believing just his oil. As he speaks to you, as he's showing you things, I just can see Jesus, the oil, even the oil that Mary poured out. Because you know what? There is no distance or delay or time and we in the heavenly places. This realm, this the cloud of witnesses is there, the angelic realm, spirits of the righteous made perfect. Holy Spirit, Jesus, the blood that speaks a better word of forgiveness over your life. So I'm just believing that the oil, that fragrant oil is going to be dripping from your life. And that we will stay in his presence and be reluctant to leave. And that that's the place that we minister from. Face to face, mouth to mouth, breath to breath. Like Moses when he went up on the mountain and he met with God, and the cloud came down. It says, Moses talked face to face. It was actually that means mouth to mouth. Moses talked mouth to mouth with God as a man talks to his friend. I want to be a friend of God. Jesus calls you his most intimate friends, and he wants to share his most intimate secrets with his friends. That's the beauty of friendship. I shouldn't say this, but there's probably things about me that Amory knows that Joey doesn't. <laughs> That's not really true, and you know all the silly stuff. Or if I say something at home significant, he'll go, "Did you tell Amory first?" <laughs> Friendship, and there is no friend like Jesus, and I want to be His friend. He took those same friends. He took it was James and Peter and John that he took to the Garden of Gethsemane. He also took him up on the Mount of Transfiguration, and they're the ones that got to experience Christ in his glorified state, remember? And they saw him, and his clothing was dazzling white, and it was shining like white lightning. So that's the place. When we go into this place, guys, you shine. You radiate. I want to read you this scripture, and then we're going to, I'm going to read you three scriptures, and then we're going to do a little bit of the soaking. Turn to 2 Corinthians 3.18. I think I have it. Are y'all with me? Hanging with me? Lingering? Are you lingering? Please linger a little longer. 2 Corinthians 3.18, you know this scripture, but this is what he's doing. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces, and with no veil we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. By looking at him is like looking in a mirror and you begin to reflect him perfectly. You're his mirror image. This is how the bride gets herself ready, by we are adoring him. And sometimes, when we're about to go into this, sometimes people have a hard time actually trying to go into this place of just looking at Jesus and listening, listening to his voice. And I saw her back there, and I do want to just say this. Um, if you want to have time to connect with God and learn to hear his voice, one has put out a lot of great resources right now. In fact, Casey, will you wave your hand? Casey has put out even just this week some great little videos about connecting to Jesus and hearing His voice. And so, if that's something you should hook up with one, you can look—is that your website? One one-sa.org or one San Antonio on Instagram. But sometimes people um, have a hard time connecting because of just the pain and the pressure and the issues of life and shame, you know? And so sometimes that's a little bit hard to enter in. So I want to read these two scriptures over you, and I want you to just close your eyes. This is the truth. Hebrews 10, if our sins have been forgiven and forgotten, which they have, Why would we ever need to offer another sacrifice for sin? Now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus, and He welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly and without hesitation. For He has dedicated a new, life-giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. And since we now have a magnificent high priest to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity, and we have been freed from an accusing conscience. Now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. One more. Romans 8. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures, and problems, they're unable to come between us and heaven's love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus. So when we are talking about we going in to encounter Jesus, there is no record of my sin. He does not remember the shame. The lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth, which means it was outside of time. So your sin, that record of that is gone. It doesn't exist here. So without a guilty conscience, I can go boldly and confidently into the throne room to access all that he is and all that he has. And so your conscience, you get to become more God-conscious. It's all about awareness. That's really what it is. The enemy tries to accuse us and still use shame and condemnation, and we turn. Jesus never turns. He always is gazing upon you. I I grew up in a tradition where they told you that, well, God can't look at you because you're so unholy, and so he has to turn his back on you. And so I constantly grew up with trying to get the Father to turn back to me. He never turns his gaze. He's always full on locked. I turn and he's just beckoning me to come and lock eyes with him. So that's what we're going to do. And Brendan's going to just play a little bit for us. And we're going to, if you, if it was me, you don't have to. If you want to come up here and lay down, you might want to journal because Jesus is going to speak to you. And he's told me like he has something he wants to give you. And If you want to have adrenaline write, that's great. You don't have to do that. You can lay down, close your eyes, you can just totally soak. You don't have to you don't have to do that, the exercise if you don't want to, but I want you to know that he really does want to meet with you right here and 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 let him let you know, let you know, let all of you know how he sees you. You know, Galatians two twenty says that. For I have been crucified with Christ, and the life that I live, I no longer live on my own or something like that. But the, the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So we live by what Jesus believes. We live by what Jesus believes about me. And so I've been asking, that's the question, Jesus. What do you believe about me? But so right now, just to enter in, remember we go in and we're stepping in. We're always in. We're always living from heaven's realm. But we step in through the shed blood of Jesus who gave us access before the Father into the throne room of God. So if you just want to take a deep breath again, close your eyes, just settle down, get comfortable, breathe in again the presence of God. Can you feel his presence right there? Can you take a deep breath? Can you feel His presence? This is where Jesus is saying, hey, will you linger with me a little longer? And I just want you to quiet your soul by just placing your attention on Jesus within. You know, I heard somebody say recently, and I thought it was brilliant, the most powerful ability our soul has is to choose to look our will we use to choose to turn in. So I just want you to allow your awareness and your consciousness of Him to grow right now. We just put away all distractions. Even if you get distracted, just turn your gaze back in. No judgment. Just keep turning in. Put your eyes upon Jesus. Look into His eyes. This is the life of rest This is where true governmental authority is. All of your needs are met here in this place. Jesus, the life force of Jesus is pouring life and light into your spirit now. The life force of Christ is awakening who you truly are. His purity, His holiness, the Christ life fully formed in you. Christ is fully formed in you. You are not without form. He has actually transformed you. His voice is literally giving shape and definition to your life. And so we just let go of the need to control And we just lock eyes with him and we let him lead. Jesus is saying that you are the beloved son now. You are the object of his affection. Jesus is singularly focused on you. He only has eyes for you. So drink him in, be intoxicated and saturated and infused with his love let it immerse you, let it radiate through you. You are being infused with his power, every single cell in your DNA is responding to his love. Your heart is being recalibrated to his love. You were in him before the foundation of the earth, so your DNA, your cellular structure and makeup is wired to respond to His love. It is pulsating out the Father's heart. I literally can see it just swallowing us up and drawing us in. And literally the record that is within us is just being rewritten as a love letter from the Father. He loves you. He loves you. You are perfect and precious in His eyes. Just let his peace settle down over you right now. Let his peace settle on your heart like a weighted blanket, just calming anything that's pressing in. Shalom. He's infusing you with all that he is and all that he has. He holds nothing back. He wastes it all on you. That costly oil, he pours it all out on you. we get to receive in this place. It's all by grace. It's all grace. It's a gift. So you just open up your hands and open up your heart wide to receive. Your capacity to receive is increasing in this space. Capacity to receive is love, is forgiveness, is peace, the fine-tuning of your ear to hear His voice, all of that is happening here in this space right now. You can be so assured of what He is doing here. This is a holy space. Jesus is the one who has invited you here into this space when He said, will you linger with me a little longer? Jesus has invited us into the holy sanctuary that He might lock eyes with us and pour forth glory. I literally can see him. It's like honey. I see him pouring glory over you. It's like bee pollen, like thick honey straight out of the beehive. I just see it. He's just literally saturating your entire being with glory, which is all of his nature. It's who he is. He is holding nothing back. He is giving you all of who he is. There is no lack in him. There is no deficiency. There is no flaw. There is no separation or division. He is wasting it all on you because you are worth it. He is saying, my beauty, my precious, my bride, I will give it all to you. And so here's the question, and this is where we're going to just be quiet. I'm going to be quiet for a couple of minutes. And the question is, if, if... the faith that I live by is what Jesus believes about me, then I want you to ask him, and I'm telling you, he's going to speak to you. You might see a picture. You might hear words. We're all wired differently. But I want you to ask him, Jesus, what is it that you say about me? How do you see me, Jesus? Right here in this space, when we're looking what is it that you are saying about me Jesus? What do you believe about me? I just want to sit for a few minutes and just be quiet and if all you if you just feel peace, that's what he's giving you. it's peace. There's no pressure. So let's just sit tune in, see what he's saying to you and I'll come back in a second. We're going to stay in the space still. Keep your eyes. Keep your attention, your heart's attention, your affection on him. But we're just going to just shift just a little bit out of this super quiet and still space. Stay there. Don't shift. We're just going to shift a little bit.
0: you done for me lately? What have you done to earn my grace? And I've never heard you speak anything but your love for
1: You really are the best friend that we could ever have. We thank you, Jesus, that you keep your promise. We thank you, Jesus, that you lavish us with your affection, with your attention. We thank you inviting us into this place to linger with you here. We thank you for the oil that you're pouring out, the oil of your presence. We thank you for the sweet and intimate fellowship secrets that you share with your friends here. I thank you, Lord, for what you've spoken to people's hearts here tonight. And I just bless them. We seal them. We thank you, Lord, that you are giving us our inheritance, that this is a portion of your inheritance that he has given to you tonight. No one could ever take it away. So Jesus, we just honor you. We honor your presence here. We honor you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for filling this place. Lord, may we always say yes to your invitation. May we always come away with you. May we always linger longer. We just love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. How are y'all? I wanted to be able to have testimonies, but I don't know that we really have time, because I think it's so powerful when you get to hear differently, individually, how, what people heard and what they saw. You want to come up? All right. Good. I said that we didn't have time, but you know what? I like a girl who's raising her hand, and we need to hear it. Come on. So during worship
2: earlier, um, I feel like God was talking to me about his fullness, you know, like his fullness, the fullness of God in Christ Jesus will be manifested in you. And I was just like asking the Lord, I was like, okay, so what does it really mean? And then last week, my, my, my daughter gets, um, she was sick and I was like, oh, you know, like we should not, we should have not gone to the restaurant. We should have not gone this. And then God speak to me. I want to see my people that doesn't run away from sickness. Instead, when there's a sick person, you welcome them and you pray for them because you're a perfect health zone. So I was like, okay. I said, okay, God, I want to be in that point, okay. So now, when we were doing this encounter, I had to like adjust because I have this um, pain in my tailbone that's been going on for months. I had that when I was little and then came back just Mother's Day of last year. So I had to like adjust my body and how I sit down and then I closed my eyes and I saw airport and I saw this actor and then I saw like um, you know like inside your body it seems like tiny I don't know if they're cells or tiny um, blood like droplets of blood like forming together. And then I saw like ocean and I see like, seems like blood or whatever. I was like, okay, this is weird. And then God said, check your tailbone. So I kept moving. I was like, okay, I couldn't find the pain because I know there's pain there, you know. So I had to like touch it. I was like, I couldn't see it. So I just want to encourage everyone, you know, this is like a testimony that God is speaking to us. And yeah, praise God.
1: So you got healed. You had the miraculous encounter, and he healed you. That's awesome. Thanks for that. You want to share one really quick? Okay, we're going to keep, we're going to, I wanted to hear the testimony, so I'm happy that we're going to do this. Okay, get up here. Okay. Can we see her in the camera? I don't know.
3: Um, so, sorry. <laughs> um, back in November, my grandfather got sick, um, and ever since then, life has been hectic. He lived in Mississippi, and so My mom and I were going back and forth, or she was going back and forth while I was in school. Um, And things were really hectic. And we've had to, he passed away um, the day after Christmas. And my grandmother has been home by herself. So I've been trying to make a decision whether or not to go or to stay. And um, in January, at the beginning of January, I was sitting at school and I was sitting at my desk and I was just like, I was just bawling. Everybody's staring at me and I texted my mom, and I was like, I don't know what to do. Do I stay here? Do I go? I I have no idea what to do, so she was like, just pray, and just ask God, so I got filled with the Holy Spirit in class, which (laughs) was a little difficult. I'm, like, sitting there, like, shaking in class, and I'm like, okay, God, Um, and he gave me the word steadfast, and so I've been trying to look at things as I'm steadfast. I'm right where I need to be, and so when I I laid in my mom's lap just now and I asked God what am I doing (laughs) what am I doing and he said you're right where you need to be and he showed me his hands and we all have lines on our hands and kind of like like a picture of like zooming in and he showed me the lines on his hands and they became trails and at the intersection of each line there was like like a pole and it like it said something but it, it I didn't see any specific words and he said just take a day as each sign and pay attention to it and in the details i'm there wow so.
1: whoa that's so powerful so thank you jesus so so good thank you for sharing that it was really great i would love to be able to sit here and listen to all of them i don't know if we've released the parents to pick up the children yet or not but if you haven't, you probably should go pick up your kids. But maybe we can, like, hear from some other ones um, sh- or grab somebody. If you felt the burning need to share, because I think it's really powerful when we share our testimonies. So if you feel the burning need, to grab somebody and just tell them what Jesus did for you tonight and what that is. I just love you guys. I bless you all. And go out and spread the, spread the good news, people. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website at KingdomLifeEssay.com for more podcasts, updates, and events, or find us on Facebook and Instagram. Have a blessed day.